Hey, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, welcome to What's Your Favorite? Uh, I'm Justin Jesse, and tonight I'm here with my buddy Steve. How's it going, man? Steve? Good, man. Real good. All right. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, let's do this. All right. got a question for you all right dude what's your favorite story to tell about your brothers about my brothers who let's see man there's so many (laughs) there's so many all right we'll start with pete okay um pete is the I love Pete, but he is quite the lazy guy, <laughs> and he just has always been a lazy guy, even <laughs> since he was a little kid. Yeah, um, like keeping my my place clean is rough, you know. Um, but the story that comes to mind is we used to live probably. All right, so the, the the way our city was, there were three schools all like real close to each other. So the middle school was on on Steese Road, and then right next to it, up the hill, was the intermediate school, also on Steese Road. Where was and this? Then, was this in uh, was this in California or is this in Ohio? In Ohio, in okay. Ohio, yeah, yeah, uh, in the town where we and Ian are from. Uh, and then there's like this access road that connect. It's probably half a mile that connects the middle school to the high school. Mm-hmm. Now, and, hold on. It, now, your town is it like is it like a little town or is it like like an outskirts kind of town or? Um, it's like all right. So it's smack dab between Akron and Canton, which are two fairly large Ohio cities. Okay. And um. It was a farm town, but it's right on 77. It has two exits on 77. Okay. Um, well, three, actually. One, like, right before, one right after, and then one in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so this little farm town just started to grow a lot in the 80s. And then by the time I graduated, it was, like, pretty pretty big. Like, my, my high school graduating class was... 350 400 people yeah i'm picturing um, it like I'm, i i imagine it's like my hometown of uh dover delaware yeah very possible yeah, it's yeah. like like a bigger kind of suburb you yeah, know yeah. gotcha the low end of the like uh best sports teams in high school kind of thing <laughs> yeah. um and then like when i came back from college it had just exploded and there's so much money um all three major ohio hospitals have uh like big hospitals in green and like yeah that'll just do it. fancier restaurants and things like that yeah, yeah. one of them, that, there's a cleveland clinic there i mean like ridiculous so yeah it's it's grown quite a bit but yeah it it, it went from farm town to like large suburb in a matter of 20 years i guess cool um so yeah so we're like 
for some reason we're near the high school and i think the the ymca was over in that direction too we might have been at the ymca and something happened to where we had to walk home so and we lived on the road that the middle school was on it was about maybe half a mile down the street from the middle school i like i walked to school after I, I rode the bus in the morning because he's trying to walk at 6 30 in the morning um <laughs> but i would <laughs> i would walk home and um that walk it was a mile maybe a mile and a half took us over an hour because pete just could not like it was the first time he ever really had to walk i guess <laughs> and like he just could not deal uh, <laughs> I would be walking slow and then turn back and he's a hundred yards behind me. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Um, oh, you lazy ass Pete. Yeah. And this is like second or third grade Pete, you know? Um, but yeah, so that, that walk is very, and you're, you're in middle school at this point when he's in second grade. Yeah. I think it was in eighth or ninth grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that would have put Ben in like fifth or sixth grade. Something like that. So, two little shits. Yeah. And then, favorite story for Ben we were camping with my grandparents in West Virginia to visit my cousin who was playing baseball at WVU Mountaineers. Um, and every time what we camped with my grandparents a lot, they had an RV and they would pitch a tent in the like little lot at the RV park. And me and, and Ben and like maybe a cousin or something would sleep in the tent. Um, so we were just like outside fucking around playing or whatever. There were like, f- I think my cousin was, Mackenzie was there too. And Pete would have been pretty little. Um, Do you guys have a big family? Not so, like normal, I would say. Yeah. I mean, my, my mom has four siblings, so that's probably the biggest part. Otherwise, it's it's pretty standard, like two, three, four kids per person that yeah. has kids. You know, yeah. Uncle Dave, everyone's got an Uncle Dave, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so we're just like outside. Fucking playing. Uncle Dave, like, man. Oh, yeah, dude, geez. everyone's got an Uncle Dave. Classic Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always like really cool, but probably single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Uncle Dave used to be able to do backflips in the 80s when he had like, uh, a jerry curl. Yeah, my dad had a friend who could do backflips. I mean, I thought that was the coolest fucking thing. It was his name, Tommy. His buddy Tommy would do fucking backflips at the drop of a hat. Well, he'd get all wasted first, and he'd just start doing backflips at parties and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that. I could not do a backflip. Can you do a backflip? Uh, on a trampoline, I can. <laughs> but, uh... That's cheating, but yeah, okay. Well, without pre-jumping, I could be standing on <laughs> yeah. it and just jump and do a backflip. But like, yeah, I can't do one on solid ground. I've tried actually. Um, there was one point I think I was a junior or senior in high school where I was like, I'm getting pretty good at backflips on this trampoline. Let me see if I could do do one like just off the ground. So I brought like my mattress outside and was mm-hmm. trying to like do back handsprings on it, and I got fairly close. I think I landed on my knees a couple times, but. I didn't ever could never could pull it off. I could probably do a backflip off of something if I had some balls, but if sadly, I did, if I, I did a backflip <laughs> now, I'd be in traction. I, I couldn't even. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that like the torque yeah. it would take me to get my body all the way around now. Yeah, I should just focus on like um, doing like high weight squats, mm-hmm. and then then I'll probably be able to do a backflip. Yeah. 
Well, Jay used to be able to dunk a basketball, so maybe I should ask Jay how he got got to the, that point. And then well, I can obviously trampoline. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> All right, sorry, I interrupted you. I'll do that a lot. No, you're good. You're good. No, <laughs> I get it. I now understand the show, and I like it. Um, so yeah, we're just all fucking around, and Ben's like, oh, I got to take a shit. Um, obviously, we're kids, so he didn't say shit, but he had he to said, poop. He said, I had to bad. take a dookie. I was, was like, well, go. Something I can imagine him saying. God. He might, yeah, he might have said that, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I was like, well, go back to the to the RV. It's like right there. I can see it. And he's like, no, I got to go real bad. I was like, then go behind that bush and just like squat down and poop. Use leaves as toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and so he did. <laughs> and uh, he fucked up his squat. So he actually ended up pooping on his from pants. a distance oh. into his underwear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's amazing. I'm pr- I can't be 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he was like, leaves are not good toilet paper. You know, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this isn't working very well. Uh, or they're too small or something like that. And I was like, use a bigger leave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's too funny. So he had to waddle back to the RV anyway, but yeah, that was that was pretty pretty great. Yeah, I, we I I haven't I didn't start going camping until like a, a few years ago. I always wanted to go, you know, but like, um, my dad was always working, and we just I never went camping or did anything. Went on vacations or anything, but um, we started going recently. And, uh, man, I love it. I mean, even though it's, it's kind of glamping because there's, you know, electrical outlets at every, every site and yeah, yeah, like every so many, you know, um, every so often there are like places to shower and brush your teeth and go to, excuse me, and go to the bathroom and wash your dishes and all that stuff. And that's that's about as much roughing it as I think I want to do at this point in my life. So it's plenty. Good. <laughs> it yeah. works out all right. Um, See, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I've only ever done like real backwoods camping once or twice, and it was with on backpacking trips. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, one of them we did a trail, and then the other one we just kind of plowed into the woods. That one was cool though. Like like ha- actually having to look for a spot that you can clear leaves off that's flat for your tents and stuff is, is a pretty interesting dynamic. Um, but yeah, most of the time, like growing, we camped a lot growing up cause my grandparents had an RV and they would just kind of drive around and spend a couple months with like one of their kids in their RV. And that could mean that they were at that, that aunt or uncles or our house or, um, they would get us and then we'd go somewhere to like, a state or two over and camp for a week or two. Uh, it was always a good time. Lots of fishing. My grandpa was a big fisherman. Um, but I, I carried that over into, I, I didn't camp a whole lot between like when my grandma died and when I met my ex-wife and I got back into it with my ex-wife, she took me to a festival and I got the actual camping itch back. Mm -hmm. And what that translated into was like, kind of glamping so there's always be at a campsite so where there would be showers and and bathrooms and stuff like that but we would only tent camp and we but we would bring an air mattress every time to lots of beer oh we and do we totally have an air mattress yeah. and, you know i was eyeing one up the other day because uh friends of ours that we go with they have like a like a huge air mattress it's like a pillow top air mattress 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's the one I want. Cause we have like the queen ones that are just like, you know, like your average air mattress that you would just keep for company or whatever. Yeah. Um, man, I want to get the good one. I want to get the, I want to get the big daddy. Yeah, for sure. My tent's a little small, but I'd probably pull off the taller air mattress. I only sleep in there anyway. Yeah. Ours um, is, they, our, we have a fucking huge tent. Like when we decided to do it, I was like, you know what? Go big or go home, baby. Like, let's get the fucking Mac daddy, like 12 person tent. And it's kind of, um, there's a lot of room in there now because now Dylan sleeps with, um, so my buddy got, he bought a little like four person tent for his son and Dylan. And so they sleep in that now. And then oh, so you so, only got four in yours. Yeah, so we only have four in ours and our, our tent is like massive. Uh, yeah. man, it, and it's, it's so much fun. Um, I'm definitely not like, I, I don't think I want to do the, where do I bury my poop type camping? <laughs> that, oh no. I, no, no, that's definitely not for me. But oh, um, the secret is you just bring a bucket. Oh yeah. Like a five gallon bucket. That's it. Oh my, I guess um, I gotta send you this picture. My buddy Brian sent me this picture <laughs> and it was like, it was, it was a five gallon bucket with like, um, uh, like the foam kind of insulation that you insulate pipes with around the edge of the bucket. And then they have a, a hold, like a toilet paper holder. And it was like, it's like, here, this is for you guys when you go camping. Nice. Was like, don't eat it, bro. <laughs> Got fucking toilets. Um, <laughs> but it's funny, like, you know, we would go to the beach, you know, we go to the shore every year for like a week's vacation. And that's always nice and relaxing. And then like the next week. So if we get home on what, like Saturday, the next Friday, we're leaving to go camping. Cause we have to stick to like a certain schedule because of this camp. My daughter is in every year, um, <clears throat> which kind of sucks because we're locked into like a certain time of the year to go do all this stuff. Um, but it is what it is. And, um, so then we'll go away for this like three day camping trip and all year long. It's not, it's, they don't talk about the other vacation. They're like, okay, well, you know, the beach is fine, but, um, you know, they really can't wait to go camping. Yeah, I think it, it, it says a lot because like, you know, they don't have any other electronics. They don't have any of the, the stuff that they normally would have at home. So they're actually like outside playing, you know, or, yeah, you know, yeah, or we're exactly. at the, because the, the campground we're at is a part of like an amusement park. And then the amusement park is like, it's open. Like you can just walk around. There's no like fee to get in. You pay like per ride or whatever. Oh, okay. um, So it's like carnival style. Yeah. It's in the middle of PA. It's called Knobles. Okay. It's really, really cool. But they have like all these campsites and you know, you go and you get these buckets and you put as much, fucking wood as you can carry for like six dollars in these buckets yep, and yep. you know so at this point now we have like four campsites all together with like yeah. a bunch of families and then we just kind of like park our cars on one lot and then congregate all the tents and like you know we've made it into like a big thing now which is really really cool and i'm so glad that my kids have that like once a year to like kind of have that experience to to go camping and just hang out outside and um yeah yeah, and hopefully it's not too fucking hot because man, it is blazing. Blazing oh my gosh. hot right now. It, it really is. I feel bad. Um, I feel bad you had to turn off your AC. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's it's maintaining the the cold a little bit. So it's if not it makes too bad. you feel any better, I do not have central air, and it is hot as shit. Down oh, me here. neither. That's a window unit. Yeah, that yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of reminds me. Like it brings me back to 
how I got back into camping, which was through music festivals. And we had a huge, we had an eight person tent for just me and my ex wife. Mm -hmm. I could, I'm six feet tall. I could stand upright inside. It was, it was massive. Yeah. Plenty of room in there. Um, and the, the festival camping was fun because it's that kind, same kind of vibe, but with for only adults who are drinking a lot <laughs> yeah. the whole weekend. And we'd always camp with a bunch of hippies because we were friends with this. Like this guy was at the Kent State shooting protesting, you know, um, that like old school hippie and like a bunch of the people in, in that part of the community. So that got the, got the urge back. And some of my fondest memories of my ex-wife I'll share a good one on this show um, <laughs> was it was a good excuse to explore new areas. Just the two of us. So we would go. Our first date was a camping trip to Virginia beach. Just like, let's go. And we, so we went for the weekend. That's awesome. And then, like, we went to uh, the Ozarks. That's where I proposed. We went to you know, the hot springs in Arkansas. We went to Ocracoke Island in North Carolina. Um, and that was like right on the beach. But uh, and at that beach, our tent got destroyed because there was a tropical storm. Mm -hmm. So then we switched to um, a North Face low profile tent. It does have like more vertical walls because the way the dome is set up. But it it looks like a Volkswagen bus with the rain flying. Mm -hmm. And then uh, without, it's completely mesh except for the floor, so you can see everything. It's it's a really nice tent. Um, and then uh, which. That was really useful on our honeymoon. Our the first night of our honeymoon, we camped in Death Valley, and to be in that, we didn't put the rain fly on that night, and so it was just like in the middle of the desert, no light pollution, no one around at all, with and you could see everything, so many stars, stuff like that. That's what camping's all about. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, I, I love that part of it, and it's well, like where we go. I could, it's funny. I could just hear Rob now listening to this saying, "Oh, welcome to camping talk." Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so when so where we go like there's there's still like a little bit of light pollution right even though it's like it's in the middle of the state it's not like a it's in a rural area but because of all the people and stuff around but we the first the, the first year that we went we woke up like 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 early Saturday morning and dude, we were fucking freezing and this is August. Oh, yeah. This is like second, like second, third week of August. We're all like huddled together under this little sheet, like thinking, Oh, it's August. It's going to be, you know, we're going to be warm. And it was not, it was so cold. Like you could see your breath. So mm -hmm. when we got back from the park, um, I was like, I'm going to take Josh. We're going to go, we'll just go to Walmart and I'll get a comforter for tonight. So we're driving and it's like, and I had the, um, and it was again, like a nice cool night. And I had the, um, the sunroof open and we stopped the stoplight and I look up and it's just like, oh my God, like there's so many stars, you know? And I live so close to Philadelphia mm -hmm. that th there's no way, like, I mean, you yeah. can see stars, but Same. not like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I would love to experience like what you were talking about, just like being out in the open somewhere mm -hmm. where there's like no fucking light pollution around. The best camp places are like the tiny family run, like ones in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like that, that one in Death Valley was like, or yeah, uh, was like literally in the halfway between Vegas and, and like LA, mm -hmm. like nothing there. Um, and like, it got real cold that night too. In like July, it was stupid. Um, 
or that in Arkansas as well, we were in the, the Valley in the Ozark mountains. And like, I think this campground had eight, eight campsites is all. So like, it's just super tiny. And I think that my favorite part about that kind of camping is it puts you in a position where you just have to take advantage of all the things around you because yeah. you're there during the day. So like in mostly it's hiking, but uh, on Ocracoke Island, there's this like tiny town down the down the road and with like a really cool coffee shop and like really quaint little shops because there's people that live there year round. Um you know, or we camped in Petaluma and there's like Laguna Dis, um, breweries right there and San Francisco is an hour away. So we went to the city two days and just walked around and experienced the city. And like it really makes you put yourself out there and just experience the place you're at. We went quartz mining once, you know, um, there's so much random cool shit that you can do that you would never know if you weren't just out in the middle of nowhere for the sake of getting out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So get out and do something, people. Um, <clears throat> so you brought up like music festivals. What? Um, and I, I know that I know that you love music. Uh, by the way, the the Covet Band of the Week you guys had on um, your podcast this week, man. Uh, talk about guitar porn. You were absolutely right. I was like mesmerized Dude. listening to that. I got looks on the <clears throat> highway home. I was finishing the podcast on the way home from work. Um, I listened to, I, I don't always listen, but I made sure to listen to that one because Covet, you know. Uh, and I've been listening to Covet for a while. Uh, we went from the chill hop in Discord to guitar porn. And uh, so I was listening to like them and Chon and uh polyphia uh just like a shit ton so when and i wasn't supposed to be on that episode so i didn't know band of the week was was covet so ben says covet i wasn't paying attention i'm like wait really (laughs) (laughs) so like i I have well i have a couple questions so one um what uh what was your favorite music festival to go to and do you um, you remember like a lineup my favorite was the probably the annual reggae fest, the Midwest Reggae Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, it started. It was two years at Nelson's Ledge's Quarry Park, which, if you're from Ohio, is like it's an amazing place. There's like a a stage right next to the beach on the quarry, uh, tons of camping, and like the the community there is very specific, and there it's it's you know like. Most a lot of people are doing acid and mushrooms and ecstasy, and there's tons of drinking. It's it's just like a weekend party, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just tons of hippies, and hippies are fun to be around, you know. Oh hell And yeah. there's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and we went, I think, three or four years. They moved it to another place that wasn't as good, but it was bigger. Um, but part of the part of the best uh, the joy of uh, the quarry is that that quarry is one of the cleanest bodies of water in the country uh, because there are these um, like it became a, a, a quarry because something happened when they were mining and they hit like water and it ended up filling the quarry but there's a spring too so it stays level or something like I mean, that me and that guy we were like oh fuck <laughs> it's like sorry about your mind but hey this- <laughs> Cause it's really cool well, pool now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I've always wanted to go to like a quarry. There was, ah, oh, fuck. I forget. I wish I could remember the, the name of this movie. 
oh, damn it. It was about these like teenage kids and one of them like they 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 raced bikes. Um shit, but they would hang out at this fucking quarry and go swimming. And it always yep. like looked like so much fun. Yeah. Like just like this clean water, you know there's like there's nothing in it. It's just mm-hmm. like and who knows how fucking deep it is. Um and it's you know like crystal clear. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I'm gonna put that I'm going to put that on my bucket list, Steve. Uh Go to Nelson Sledge swimming. Go to Nelson Sledge specifically. Um, it's always warm somehow. Uh, there's like a, a not super high kind of cliff thing you can jump off into the water, mm-hmm. um, and it's so clean because there are. I don't remember exactly the story of how they got there, but somehow they put these like tiny little jellyfish in that quarry, what? and that's why it's so clean. It's because they eat all the like little like gross particles and algaes and stuff that would cloud up the quarry. Like they don't have to maintain it at all. It naturally cleans itself. No shit. The, like yeah, shit. Like a little ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And there's like there's fish in there and stuff like that, but it's like it's freshwater, so you don't have to worry about anything except for maybe kicking a bluegill or something. Um, <laughs> so people are like they have at this festival, they do like yoga in the mornings and um, the food is really good. There's like a really awesome like vegan breakfast place that everyone hits up, like super awesome coffee. There's like a, a pizza place that's a staple there. The vendors are really cool. Um, and then like just some some really good music. There's For some reason, there's a pretty big reggae scene in Northeast Ohio. So there's like a lot of really good music. Um, well, when I think of Northeast Ohio, I think reggae. So of course, it makes sense. Of course, <laughs> story checks out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Second mm. question. So, how does? Uh, so I we didn't mention, but you know your podcast bads. Um, yep. How does how does NAR go about getting all these bands? And like, how did you guys start off? And like. What was the transition over to him? Does does he does he contact all these bands like one by one and say, "Hey, can you be on this podcast?" Because I know he's like, you know, he's kind of like the the fifth Beatle, you know, setting all this yeah. stuff up. But like, how oh, specifically yeah, does that work? It, 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 I've always wondered that, and I, I, you know, as many times we talked, I've never really asked. So, yeah, he just reaches out through whatever means he can. Um, bands typically are more easily accessible. Like a lot of people that listen to podcasts understand that like if you email um a podcast or a streamer or something there's a good chance you're going to get ignored but with bands that's not the case bands like love interacting with their fans they love getting that kind of uh outreach to them so yeah he'll just like email them or or dm them on twitter or something and ask hey do you care is it okay if we play your music on this podcast they do band of the week he like explains what it is Mm -hmm. and ask them if they can do it um and I, I'm, I'm not sure if he's ever been told no. You know, <laughs> that was my like, next question. Um, like, has anybody ever gotten like? Has there ever been any backlash from any band that you've had on? No, because I mean, we have asked every single one. There's never been a band that we played that we didn't ask if they would let us play their music. Yeah. So we haven't had any issues with that. Uh, we've gotten some streams taken down and stuff like that when we used to play it live. Uh, because you know Twitch doesn't know that we have permission, yeah. And it's just like we—it's not going to hold up in court or anything. Like if someone were to, if a band actually did get mad mm-hmm. and were to sue us, I don't think like an email response will really hold up. Um, but 
Yeah, we uh, we just asked permission, and it started with like all the people that Ben knew from the the scene here in Ohio, and from a couple different uh, music festivals that he went to. Like he went to Surf and Skate once and met a bunch of bands and stuff like that. And so he had, and Ben also, I don't know if anybody knows this, did a uh, a YouTube series when he was in college where it was him and a bunch of his audio engineering friends and a bunch of their video production friends uh, got together and they recorded um, bands playing in their friend's house. And it was like extremely professionally mastered and shot and everything. I remember him talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Wolf House, Ohio. If anyone wants to look it up. Um, I do. Yeah. Their crowning achievement was they had Bob Nana on from Braid. Um, and that was really cool. And Ben used to be the one to interview them. So like they did, they would have like two videos. One would be the interview and one would be the show. Um, and they, they went through a bunch of bands, but he made contacts that way as well. So like the first 20 to 30 episodes probably were like bands that he had, uh, that we could play. And we had a lot of them on the actual show right off the bat. It's going to the point where like some of the bands that were asking, like most of the bands were asking, they don't really have time to get on the show. And where the way the show has evolved, the with the format, there's not really a place for the way we used to do it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we 100% still want to talk to bands and record it, but like maybe as a, a separate thing. Um, yeah, so, but I know I found it. I found the uh, the YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, that's really good. It's like they're very very well uh, professionally done. If anyone out there has seen Audio Tree videos, it's like that. Although it is. It's- uh, it says new content weekly. Uh, there hasn't been any new content in three years, so oh yeah, it's been a uh, hot minute. Yeah, so up. they're lying right off the bat when you like <laughs> log in here. Yep, there's some really good stuff on there. Like Fight Cloud was really good. I think that was their first one actually. Um, and then like Bob Nana was really good, and uh, I think Bob Nana was in Captain Jazz too, or something like that. I don't know. He's he's big in the indie scene. So I love like like all the names from all the bands that are on your shit, like are just like all these, like, you know, like indie bands and stuff like that. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, I just love band names. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I, I, I joked around that I had like a, um, Oh, Monsoon. That was like your first, that was like one of the first bands. Yeah, that was one of the very, very first ones. First, first guest too, I think, on your show. I'd like yeah. one of Crusher the Crusher Destroyer. Monster. Ryan, he's awesome. Been friends with I met him through Ben and we've been friends in, I don't think I've ever met him, but he was invited to Ben's wedding. Um like that's how close they were. So and he's from New York. So yeah, we've met a lot of really cool people. Um <laughs> but the the band one of the other bands Ben was in, Ghost Slime, is is was on the show and uh what was it ghost slime yeah ben <laughs> was like, in that band and then awesome. after he left they had tyler the uh the lead singer and, and guitar player on the show and he got chinese food delivered live on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and he played with street sharks it was awesome yeah i had i i, I joked that i i had this like one man band in high school and uh Oh, the Blues Traveler cover band? No, no, no. <laughs> that was like a real. That was a real band, actually. Oh, we only like practiced. It wasn't Blues Traveler. It was a Spin Doctors cover band. Oh, that's right. That's uh, yeah, right. we did Two Princes, and that was it. Uh, and I, I remember that it was my buddy John's attic, 
and like we're like crammed into his room and there's like a fucking drum like a whole drum set and my buddy had keyboards and yep. um my other so it was like me my friend john and i remember he drove this car i forget what kind of car it was but if he didn't drive with the heat on full blast, the engine would overheat. So we would be <laughs> driving around in the summertime and the fucking like, we're like sweating our asses off with the windows <laughs> down, fucking heat's blasting out of the car, but it's the only way the fucking car would go. But it was like him, it was my buddy John on drums, uh, Nate on keyboards, um, my friend Jimmy on bass, and he actually played my bass because I I'd had a, I got a bass for Christmas like in like eighth grade, mm-hmm. and I never Me learned too. how to play. And but Jimmy didn't. He, Jimmy knew how to play bass, but he didn't have a bass. So like okay. he had the bass, and then our friend Tony, he played guitar, and Tony was fucking like he was such a good guitar player. Like you know that kid who's just like. You know, I'm sure you probably had one in, in your school, you know. Yeah, he's he a professional like, guitar player now. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Tony did. I think he may have been like a DJ or something. He, I'm pretty sure he worked in the music business, but his dad played guitar. And then, and then he started playing guitar at a really early age. And he was like so good. And we would have these um, uh, like talent shows and stuff at school. And mm-hmm. he had he had an Ibanez. And it was like, I mean, it was, it was just such a nice guitar. And he had like, he had these tassels, like these silk tassels that lined the the neck of the guitar. So like it would move like, you know, when he'd go up and down the fretboard, but not like mess with his playing. And then interesting, he put a, uh, yeah, dude. And he was just, he was so just amazingly good. And when he would get done playing, he had a, a sticker that said applause upside down on his guitar. So when he was done playing, he would flip his guitar up and just say applause <laughs> on the back of it. But That's he was awesome. really, he was like, he was much better than any of us. Um, yeah. And I was not a good singer. I mean, I was like passable, but um, yeah, I just remember my, my dad was like, you're the singer. They just want you for your bass. And I'm like, no dad, I'm the singer. <laughs> like what a dick thing to say. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, we, we weren't together too long, but I, I had broke out and I was in, uh, I started my, my band, the, um, imitation crab meat. Uh, oh, yeah. that was my one man band. And then we broke up and then I formed, uh, parking lot onions. Uh, I don't even know where those names came from. It's just some silly story that I made up when I was a teenager. You know, it would be a really good band name. Sticks with you. Uh, You know, it would be a really good band name. It just came to me right now, and it's a bad reference, but Street Meat. Street Meat. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Poop nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Street nuggets. (laughs) Oh Oh, god. That's so funny. Um, I'm trying to think like my favorite festival. It's a shame that that stuff doesn't like exist anymore. Like the traveling festivals, there's not like, not a whole lot of that going on. At least not that I know of. Like, yeah, not all the, the ones, not the major ones that there used to yeah. be. Like growing up, like in high school for me, there was, um, you know, there was Lollapalooza, which was more like the mainstream one, and yep. I, I would go to that every year, and you know, got to see like some amazing bands, you know, that were just like the bands of the day back then. But you know, who would have known that like you know. Pearl Jam or Soundgarden or any of these people like would have gone on to be like 
you know, who they are. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then, so there was that. And then there was uh, the Horde Tour, which was like kind of the, the stonery, uh, mm-hmm. like younger, you know, like cousin, I guess, of Lollapalooza. And that was actually run by, the Horde Tour was uh, run by John Popper from Blues Traveler. Or I believe like that was his brainchild, kind of like Lollapalooza was Perry Farrell's brainchild. And I think I saw, like, that one was like, it was like Fish would tour on that one. Blues Travel would play on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Spin Doctor. I've been to a couple Spin of Doctors those times. Were on um, But yeah. But that was like every summer we would go do that. Like, now there's not really anything. Like, the closest thing we have here is in um, is in Delaware at, uh, have you ever heard of the Firefly Festival? No. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, I mean, for around here, it's huge. And it's funny, like, growing up in this little town, I'd always thought, like, we had this huge, like, Dover Downs racetrack, right? And it would only, uh-huh. we would only have races there twice a year. And so, you know, like, the joke was is that when the race would come around, the town's population would double. And, man, we'd get the weirdest fucking people that would come around. Like, when it was race weekend, it was like, you just kind of, like, stayed in your neighborhood, you didn't really yeah. go too far. Like you didn't go to the mm-hmm. mall because that was a lot of people would park their RVs and shit, like in the mall parking lot and in or around like there. And there was always just the weirdest fucking people everywhere. Um, and I'm not pigeonholing racing fans, but maybe like in the eighties, I don't know. They were fucking <laughs> weird. Um, but I'd always thought, and I'd always said to my friends, like, man, like they have this huge stadium. They have this huge area. Like I wish they had concerts here. <laughs> Well, like, you know, I don't know how long ago it was, maybe like f- six or seven years ago, they just started. They decided to start this Firefly Festival, and now it's huge. It's like three days long. It's like it's like a mini Woodstock, you know? Yeah. And, like, big bands play there, you know, like Tom Petty or fucking Muse or... Um, oh, yeah, dude. I don't know who was there this year, but it, there's, like, pretty big bands there. Um, I haven't gone because it just sounds like the worst idea ever to me right now to be stuck, <laughs> like to be stuck somewhere with, you know, you know, 50,000 people out in the middle of like some field. Uh, I guess that's just me being an old man, but it just does not sound fun. And I see pictures on Facebook of like, you know, my friends and stuff, my, you know, or people that I knew from high school, like going there, I'm like, man, like, what are you doing there? <laughs> This is like for this is for, from young people should be there, yeah. But I, that's just me being secretly jealous that I I can't be there. See, you got to go to the ones that all the old people go to. Like yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but the biggest one I went to was like near Columbus, and um, like Mickey Hart played. Um, like there were three. Uh, oh, it might have been the Dark Star Jubilee actually, but there were three. Grateful Dead members at that festival. Um, let's see, Mickey Hart and uh, I can't remember names right now, but the bass player and then Phil Lesh. Yes, Phil Lesh. Yeah, because he Which, had he had like his own band, mm-hmm. and then and they um, played a, they played a set together. And then Bob Weir, he had yeah. shit, yep, and that's who else was there. Bob yeah. Weir. Those are the only three I can think. Um, well, Jerry's dead, but yeah, yeah, Jerry's dead. Uh, that would be kind of hard to get him. I always yep. thought it was really cool that um, I think John Mayer played with the Dead for a little while. Like he, he played still does. Dead. Does he really? 
Yeah. I don't think Phil's not in it anymore, but he did the reunion tour with them because okay. it, it's what is it called? Um, I think they're just called the dead now. Yeah. Like they changed the name to represent it, but it's John, May- uh, John Mayer plays Jerry's parts and then Bob Weir's in the band and um, Mickey Hart's in the band as well. So, but there's, yeah, they're still touring. With and, I always, and I always, I always, I sound like, I sound like fluffy. Like fluffy. But, yeah. <laughs> I I always thought it was pretty cool that um uh shit I just had his name and just forgot of it I, I just forgot about it um shit keyboard player damn it um Bruce Hornsby yes Bruce Hornsby mm-hmm. played with them for a, for a while he still does too I think he's really? also in that in that band yeah um and he was at that festival as well but like Bruce usually just kind of it's like Mickey and Bruce together a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cause um, Bruce also plays a, a bit of percussion, I believe. Really? Yeah. Man, that guy was like super talented or is super yeah. talented. And I tell you, like, I got to say, like, if you'd like give me, had me do like a top 10, I think mandolin rain would probably be in my top 10, 80 songs. Oh Yeah. I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about doing like an '80s playlist, Spotify playlist, like on my own. Do it. So I see. If you, if you get the itch for some jam bands, check out Mo. It's just M O E. Yeah, I've maybe heard a of, period. I've heard of them before. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely went through like my Grateful Dead. I don't want to say like phase because I still like the Grateful Dead, but there was like a period of time where like I was super into them and like yep, listened same. to them all the fucking time you know what i mean like yeah you know uh i would just listen to i had like 100 year hall and i would listen to that on repeat and then i had you know my um i had a roommate who liked the dead as well and he made a mixtape and actually i think i still have it somewhere i yeah i do um because i had set up like a stereo down here in the basement with like turntable and everything and i I tried to play these old tapes and uh, they're just so dried out. They just they don't sound like anything. <laughs> it sucks, you know. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he made this awesome Grateful Dead mix, and it just had so many good songs on it. Like it would start out with like Franklin's Tower, and then like China Cat, and I don't know. And I used to love playing Grateful Dead on guitar too. Yeah, I think I learned a couple of Grateful Dead songs. Yeah, I used to play. Yeah. I used to play Ripple for my wife while we were dating. Nice. Uh, my yeah. ex-wife's favorite that I would play wasn't Grateful Dead, but in the same vein was um, it's a Cat Stevens song, uh, Wild World. Oh yeah, great song. Yeah, fucking yeah. Cat Stevens, man. That's that that guy is so good too. Like, right? He's so fucking good. Wild World, uh, Peace Train, Father dude. and Son, dude. Father and Son. Mm-hmm. That song gets me every time. Every <laughs> time. It's and you know yeah. what? In it, it there's certain songs that kind of hit me now, like as a dad, like like listening to that and you know, both sides of it were, you know, like growing up I would be on like the son side of it, you know, and then now as I'm older I'm like seeing it from like the dad side of it. Right. How or, bad does butterfly kisses get you? Uh not that bad. <laughs> Not, not, I haven't, not yet. I haven't listened to it in a while. No, but oh, my yeah. wife played some other fucking song. Like she went, <laughs> she went through this like through a country phase a couple summers ago where she was listening to a lot of country. I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, and it was oh, shit. I forget that guy's name. Um, he's like an older guy, older country. Not, 
not like older like like the classics, but um he had this song about seeing his daughter in a white dress and she played I'm like, why and I'm like sobbing uncontrolled. Like, why are you playing this for me? <laughs> um but uh who's the other song? Cats in the Cradle. Oh yeah. That song's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That fucking gets me now, you know. Because I see my boys, or like, or my, I guess my kids in general, and um, yeah, they just really, they're just, they, they're just growing up so fast, you know. Like my daughter's going into high school, and I think like, shit, I'm gonna blink, and she's gonna be going to college. Yep. Um, now four years is nothing. Yeah. And like, that's funny. Like some days, I'm like, those days can't come soon enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it can't. Her attitude, get her out of the house. But yep. you know, it, teenage yeah. daughter. I started. Um, I, I was talking to Dan about this, and I started listening to this podcast, um, "Armchair Expert" with Dax Shepard. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but yep. check it uh, out. Not the podcast, but Dax, I yeah. have heard of. Well, he has this podcast. It's really good, and it's like, it's funny. I like. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you find a new podcast and you just like start going to the yeah, like, you binge it, and. Um, so I started listening to one today, and he was talking with um, Craig T. Nelson, coach. And they were on – did you ever watch Parenthood, the TV show? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I love that show. I love the movie with Steve Martin, but the show was really good. And I think we only kind of stuck around with it for like three three or four years, but it was on for like six years. Yeah. And um, – and they were talking about getting older because, like, Craig T. Nelson's, like, 75 now. Mm-hmm. And he was – they were talking about how he had said to Dax, like, once you reach a certain point, it's like it's like time is a freight train. And it really does feel that way, you know, whereas, like, you know, going from one to two, like, one year is, like, half your life. It feels like forever. Like, when you're a kid, yeah. it feels like it, it's going to be forever till you're this. It's going to be forever till I'm 16. It's going to be forever till I'm 21. <clears throat> and, and then now, you blink and you're 30 and then you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it picks like, up. You know, my birthday is at the beginning of the year, but like uh, a lot of our friends and my wife, their birthdays are in the summertime and, um, you know, they're all turning 41. I'll be 42 in February. And I was just, we were at somebody's birthday party. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm going to be 42 this year. Like, think about how long you waited to be 21. Yeah. Like, it seemed like 21 couldn't come soon enough. You know, like, even though we were all drinking anyway, it didn't matter. But, like, to be <laughs> able to go out to a bar and sit at a bar, like, you're an adult at 18, but you really don't feel like an adult until you could sit at a bar and drink and hang out because it's like the last kind of, you know, milestone, right? Honestly, I didn't feel like an adult until I was 30. Yeah, well, I'm not saying I felt like an adult at 21, <laughs> yeah. but I'm saying like that's when you that's kind of, it's, are. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's the last kind of milestone because everything yeah. else is you yeah, know, that car it's, insurance it's bullshit. Increase, uh, 25 is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I'm like, we're all going to be 42 next year. Like, we've been 21 twice. Yeah, think about how long that took to wait, and that those second 21 years just go so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't know it's just it's incredible like this summer you know I was joking with someone yesterday about how like oh as soon as 4th of July gets here summer's over you know because like next thing you know like I mean what it's already 
you know, the end of July now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. August is going to be here. My kids are going to be going back to school and all the bullshit that I have to deal with, you know, during the, uh, the school year is just going to start all over again. And, you know, it's going to be Christmas. It's crazy how fucking time flies. You know what I mean? Like even talking about these concerts and things like that, we used to go to, like, I feel like I remember that like it was yesterday and yeah. looking back. Yeah. Your sh- memory gets better too. And, and you, you really know how old you're getting with storytelling. Yeah. You're like when I was in high school and you're like, fuck, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or like you reference college and you say 10 years ago and you're like, Oh Wow that doesn't feel like as long ago as it actually was. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah. But you still like, no matter how old you get, you still kind of see yourself as what, like 16, 18 years old, you know? Yep. And that's how I think about myself in my head. till I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> like we were, we were at a baseball game the other night. And my wife's aunt was there. And I like, I went to like, you know, I'd take my hat off and I was like scratching my head or, you know, something like wiping sweat away. Cause it's a billion degrees outside at a baseball game. And she was like pointing at me and she was like mouthing like, Oh my God, you're so gray. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then there's me where people think I like the age people think I am has stayed the same since I was that age, but I keep getting older and it's 25 and it's getting a little annoying actually. Cause like, I want to look more my age at <laughs> yeah. work, especially like people are like, man, you're doing really good. And they're saying that to me because they think I'm 25 and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm 33. Like, <laughs> like pay me a little bit more respect, please. You know, <laughs> is your dad like a young looking guy? Not really anymore, but my dad's <laughs> 60. So yeah. Um, my mom though is Sorry. like, excuse my filling at my water, but Oh, you're good. I need to my say mom. hydrated people. <laughs> hydrated bot in, in uh, Skype now. <laughs> no, but my mom looks like she's maybe 40. This and is, she's... It's like some ASMR stuff. Hold on. Okay. Are you peeing? I am. I'm totally <laughs> peeing into this cup right now. I'd... Hey, <laughs> you got to recycle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You only have one Earth, people. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, but my mom looks super young for her for her age too. I keep trying to get her to like stop dyeing her hair and let the gray come in, and she won't do it. Um, but yeah, she's gonna be fifty six this year, and she looks maybe forty. I think it's because she's Hispanic. <laughs> um, are both your parents Hispanic? No, my dad's white. Okay. Mostly German. How did they meet? Uh, church. Actually, yeah, a church. Were they? Did they like grow up together, type of thing, or was it like, or were they older and and met? Um, no, older. Like, I think my mom, I think, was seventeen when they started dating, which would have made my dad like twenty one, twenty two, somewhere in there. Um, you son of a like, gun. He, my mom <laughs> thought that one of her teachers didn't like her, so she wore my dad's like Letterman jacket to class because it was the football coach. Um, so uh, to to get like brownie points or whatever. My dad was on the state championship <laughs> team that uh, they won two years in a row, maybe one, maybe only one, but they went twice in a row. Um, so <laughs> they 
he's like legendary at that high school. It's kind of weird. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they only they lit they grew up. Um, let's see, my grandparents no my great grandparents house was a block down the street from my grandparents house and my grandparents lived right next to my great grandparents for a while and then my great aunt lived like one or two blocks like east west from them so they like grew up real close to each other but they didn't meet until they were uh you know like 17 and 20 21 something like that oh that's awesome how long, yeah. have been, how long have they been married now? Um, I think it's it's either 35 or 36 years this January. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really that's really great. Yeah. yeah. It is crazy. Yeah, I think we're hitting next well, not I think. I know. Next Sunday is 19 years. Oh, nice. Congrats, dude. Next Sunday. Dude, a week. Dude, that's crazy. It's crazy mm-hmm. to think, like, 19 years. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to say, like, oh, yeah, how long have you been married? I've been married, like, eight years, like, 10 years, and, like, 19 years. Like, holy shit. Yeah. It's fucking... It's, it's impressive, time. which how much divorce is, is rampant anymore. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's weird to think, like, I was with my ex-wife for seven years. We were, only, we were married for, like, two, a little less than two. Mm-hmm. But, um... And that was like a blink of an eye. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that? I mean, I, I, we didn't, you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. Um, so the the decision to like to actually get divorced. I try and think about, I, you know, like how. I'm trying to put this in a way I don't want to, I don't want to offend you. You um, can't like, you can't just say it. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like, how do you know? Like, cause you know, when you're married, you have fights and things like that and disagreements and, and stuff. How did you, how did you know when it gets to a point and you're like, you know what? Like this is, this is it. This, this is done. Cause I don't think I've ever asked you like, I mean the, the specifics or how exactly it, it's ever happened. Yeah. Um, the safe for work version, I guess would be near the end. She started to come up with excuses about why things were getting bad or whatever. And it was all in her head. Like after I, I went through some therapy after it was all over. And after all that, like I was able to forgive myself and realize that like mostly it wasn't my fault. Um, and she even said so to me afterwards, but she was constantly trying to find reasons why she wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end she would come up with a reason she based, I don't know for sure. I can't say a hundred percent for certain if she cheated on me, but she was spending a hell of a lot of time with one specific dude and she wanted marriage counseling. And then, um, we went to the first session and like, I'm still all in like, for the, the kind of person I am is like, I made a vow. I made a promise. I'm going to keep my promise. Like this is divorce. wasn't an option. Oh know? yeah. No, no doubt. The, I, I, yeah. I, I 100% believe that for sure. Yeah. Like I, I, I know that you're that type of person. I would be that type of person too. Yeah. And that's why, so, that's why I'm asking is like, I know that I would be all, I mean, obviously I have kids and that puts it in a different perspective, but like, uh-huh. I know that I would be all in to be like, yo, like is a shitty situation, but 
I'm going to do what I can because I made a commitment to somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, and from my perspective, things weren't bad. Like we had, we were living in Vegas. We had a, a three bedroom ranch with dead, you know, four pets. Like we were, we were living a really good life. Um, and like we had some debt, but we were, we were stable. You know, I was, all the bills were paid on time, food on the table, do go out and have some fun. You know, it wasn't like we were struggling. Um, we even had fun money and stuff like that. But like, um, so we went to marriage counseling and, you know, my wife put on a show and, and, uh, then the marriage counselor wanted to meet with each of us individually. And then again, together. So she met with my ex-wife first and then me. And this is where it started to sink in is when I went into my marriage counseling for my single session, the counselor looked me straight in the eye and said, why are you still with her? Oof. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Um, and that's where it started to set <laughs> like, in. I don't know. That's what I'm paying you for. <laughs> yeah, right. So we had our group session together and my ex-wife got – real emotional again and like it was very fake to me mm-hmm. um because she didn't ever she was never vulnerable with me which should have been a red flag but i was you know young and in love or whatever yeah so um and then that it was at that session that she said she wanted a divorce and so i didn't really have a choice um i kind of i i do this weird thing when i'm in like decision type scenarios where like you know there's a series of events that is bound to play out and you know kind of what the outcome is going to be so like i in those kind of situations tend to like i would i call it self-sabotaging but it's really just kind of moving things along quicker (laughs) so like i created a situation where things would blow up so that it would like lead to the end result faster Mm um and i did i know exactly what you mean Yeah. yeah So I did and it got a little violent on her end and like she spread a bunch of lies about me and stuff like that. It just, it, it, you know, made things overflow finally. And then from that point and for through like some, some counseling and like moving out and like getting my own place and like getting resettled and the adapting, building friendships again, because I didn't really have very many at that that time. Is that when Ben moved out there with you? Like after that time? Oh, Ben never moved to Vegas. Oh, I thought that he did for some reason. Okay. He, he visited twice, but, um, you know, I was hanging out a lot with my, my friend Jay, who is a Filipino guy, um, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, really good dude. And, you know, that's when I started to get into the Destiny community and things started to move towards the life that I have now where I'm, like, single and really comfortable being just with myself. Mm-hmm. Um so like through that process, it started to just unpack like, man, she was like just really bad for me. And that's what like it I got kind of got pulled out of the like world that like fake world I was living in. And to have like my count my dad, who is was a pastor and a stout Christian and like this counselor and uh, several people whose opinions I respected greatly. Because my counselor uh was actually the guy that was my youth pastor when I was in middle school. So like he had, he knew me yeah. and he knew the way that I was at my core. Um, and he actually did a pretty good, cause I'm not a Christian anymore. And he did a really good job of like not bringing that in mm-hmm. as much being yeah. a pastor. He still did obviously, but it wasn't like, 
it wasn't like over yeah overly yeah. yeah um telling me that basically like this was a toxic relationship and she was abusive to you both like like to the point where I didn't tell my dad a lot of the stories, but there's some pretty brutal stories that I did tell my counselor. And he was like, yeah, I would not share that with, with your dad. That's, that's pretty messed up. So like, isn't it, um, isn't it weird how, like, how you look at things from the outside, you know, like years later when you, you could take a step back and you think, you know, cause I mean, I was in, I was in a pretty toxic relationship as well. Like bef- before I, I was with my wife and that mm-hmm. was like it was like a couple years that I was there, and so, and it's like looking back and think like, man, like, like what was I thinking? But when you're in it, it's like, it's like a vicious cycle almost. You know what I mean? Like you, th- yeah. you think things are gonna get better, and and then they do, and then they don't, and then they do, and it's just like, and when does it, mm-hmm. when does it ever kind of end? And you know, it it sounds like you know least what i know of you that you know it was definitely for the best and you sound like you're doing a lot better now because i know we've we've kind of like talked about this like you know a little bit here and there um, yeah but uh but you know it, it was definitely the the right decision in the end and um oh yeah 100 <laughs> yeah and so um and I, i'm glad that you have what you have now and uh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I um I keep telling friends that are like cuz I've been I'm not trying to date right now. I haven't since my my last my last girlfriend um uh, basically made me realize like I'm not really in a place for that right now. I'm I'm too selfish getting back to loving myself and being the person that I want to be mm-hmm. to like have to worry about <clears throat> somebody else and like I'm okay with that. There was a lot um and it's like, and I've, I don't, I'm not lonely anymore and stuff. It's like a really weird thing. It's to happen at 32, 33 is a really, really strange thing because I always wanted that personal connection and like to be in a place where I don't anymore. Like if it came along, I would, I would definitely jump in. You know, I'm not going to pass up, you know, something. Yeah, I mean, cause it's, it sounds like you were in this relationship pretty young and like didn't really have that time. Yeah, it was like um, uh, twenty three to thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I. It's funny. Like, I never really, I, I never had any time on my own. You know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't regret that. But um, when I hear like you know, uh, you know, our our friend Jay talk about you know how he had his own apartment and like man, I always wonder what that would be. But then yep. again, like uh, like how that would be, <laughs> you know, like just I I couldn't imagine like coming home and it's just me and I could do whatever I want, like whenever I want, because it has been the complete opposite for so long. And, um, yeah, I mean that it, it, I I don't want to say like I romanticize it or think about it. Cause you know, like, yes, that would have been cool. But at the same time, I think the reason why I didn't go down that path is because I was an only child. I didn't, have anybody around me so once i was out and able to be out in the world with myself like i always surrounded mm-hmm. i always had a ton of roommates and was always yep. doing something with people and you know i think it's because i i had you know like the first 18 years of my life were basically solo you know what i mean and yeah i did a lot of the raising 
me on my own and you know and i didn't i didn't need that you know and i i still like i still like my alone time like i need but i'm i my work is very solitary as well so i'm in the car by myself constantly you know for hours on end every day so i do have like alone time but um yeah i still need that but at the same time it's I'm okay with not having it as well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and like, for me, this is like the first time that I've been like, I'm, I, I wouldn't call myself a recluse, but I've been comfortable being by myself because, um, I was super, super shy my whole life until mm-hmm. pretty much until I started managing pizza huts. Um, when I was like forced into it, and but at the same time, if I were to do anything, I had to have some, I couldn't do things on my own. Like it would, my anxiety would go through the roof, and I just like couldn't. So um, post divorce, I actually kind of forced myself into that mindset of being able. Like I was, um, I ca- I came up with a mantra, which was it's I can't remember. It's it's more of an idea than like a, a saying that I say over and over. But it was like. Um, if you want to do something, then do it. Um, and say yes, which means try new, it's basically try new things. Like Mm -hmm. if someone asks you if you want to do something, just say yes. Like don't, don't think about it. Just say yes. And then you have to follow through and do it. And like, I was like going out to eat by myself. I was going to the movies by myself and it was awkward and it sucked really bad, but I forced myself to do it and I survived and I was fine. And it kind of like, it was like me actively working on my mental health for the first time mm-hmm. um, by myself, self-diagnosed issues that I like wanted to fix about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like now to be in a place where I'm just like don't give a shit at all about anything <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> it's like, well, I really accelerated this process. I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, um, to the point where like I don't want to date, but I keep a couple female friends around where if like every once in a while I just like have that need to spoil somebody. I'm like, hey, let me take you out on a date. And it's like there's like a single mom and like another girl who has a boyfriend, but like I, I, you know, I don't care if he gets jealous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Hey, I'm here to take your girlfriend out to dinner. Like, see you later. Um, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, funny enough, the two that are best that I'm closest with, I've also slept with, but it's not weird. It's an amazing thing being an adult. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it's like, great. it's it is a great very, being an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I, being an adult means that you are okay with being uh, an irresponsible kid responsibly, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, sometimes I just get the urge to buy $15 worth of candy and eat it all in one <laughs> night. <laughs> now, do you buy, like, do you buy, like, meat-flavored, uh, meat-shaped uh, gummies? Oh, 100%. <laughs> when did that start? Are, are you vegan or are you vegetarian? I'm a, I'm like a vegan leaning vegetarian, I guess you would say. Okay. Like I I don't I identify as vegan, but <laughs> it's like I don't actively try to be vegan, but I yeah. also just don't consume a whole lot of dairy or eggs uh in general, which is really all that's left between vegetarian and vegan. Mm-hmm. Um so and I've been I was vegan for like 6 months like 
pro- it was like last summer, which was really good because it forced me to cook all the time. Um, but no, I'm just I'm just vegetarian right now, um, and it's been shoot when was it uh, ten years now? Yeah, wow, ten years. I really want to try that Impossible Burger. I've been hearing so much about. Oh, see, like that's not like that doesn't that's not something that I'm really interested in anymore. Like maybe when I first started, um, but things that replicate well, yeah, meat you are not something yeah, that I like exactly. enjoy. Yeah, because you haven't had it. Like, why do I want to replicate it? So you just you just eat what you eat. But mm. I'm just saying, like from the standpoint of I've just been hearing so much about this and people saying, oh, it tastes like burgers. Not that I'm out. It at, looks like it too. Not that I'm out at like Burger King all the time, but like. I'm just I'm curious. I was, when yeah. I was at the ballpark the other night, they um uh who is it uh Questlove has like a uh a stand or like a restaurant or whatever at um, uh-huh. Citizens Bank Park and they have like a cheesesteak that is is made with um like a a vegetarian uh steak uh thing. I forget what it was called. But I was yeah, I was thinking sure. about trying it, but there was so much stuff going on. Said yeah. so I just I did uh, I did have a vegetarian uh, dinner. I had uh, water ice and a popcorn for dinner at the ballpark. Oh, all right. Oh yeah, it's real good, real good. I uh, think I have had one of those Impossible Burgers before. It was like I ordered Grubhub and it was just labeled as like a veggie burger or whatever, and it actually like I got like a little nauseous like placebo style because it seemed so much like meat like it looked like it and it tasted like i imagine remembering it and like it was just it was too weird for me anymore like if i want to if i get a burger anymore i want a black bean burger it doesn't taste like a regular burger at all but they're still really good you know what i really like is um portobello mushroom burger uh, my wife and I, we met working at Ruby Tuesdays, and that was one of the things that was on the menu. And it was like a marinated portobello mushrooms, and then they would put – oh, shit. What was on it? It was like a piece of provolone cheese, I think, mm-hmm. and um, probably like lettuce and tomato or whatever. But, man, it was so good. I love portobello mushrooms. Yeah. I That's one of the few foods that I don't like. I don't like mushrooms. Mushrooms in general? Yeah. Yeah. No mushrooms. I mean, unless they're uh, – Magic mushrooms. I haven't done those in a long time, but I really enjoyed doing those back in the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like corn. That's about it, really. Yeah, we don't eat a lot of corn here, although I do like a nice corn uh, salsa at uh, Chipotle or whatever burrito place I go to. Nope. <laughs> nope. Won't do it. Nope. If there's a little bit of corn in things, like there's corn in black bean burritos, but mm-hmm. if they're sparse, like I don't mind that if it's a little, just like a couple kernels, but... Yeah, I can't do corn. It's a texture thing. What's your, what's your favorite vegetable? Broccoli. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. If I if I even show broccoli to Josh, he'd like freaks out. Which watch is funny him love because, it later. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, like my other kids have kind of come around on stuff. Dylan's probably my most adventurous eater. Um, like he'll try stuff, and so will Josh. But I, I think it's like, you know, it's like the older kids like made a big deal about it, and then he in turn kind of like took that in and yep. um it's all in their head really yeah oh no for sure because i was like you know i was never forced to eat anything i didn't want to yep. um like same well gro- mostly same and you know mm-hmm. like my my family was like 
they my grandmother was English, and I would eat like a majority of meals over at her house, and everything there is like steak and potatoes. You know what I mean? It's like it's all like no like adventurous kind of vegetables. And like I said, if I didn't yeah. want to eat them, it was like yeah, whatever, don't eat them. Um, and it wasn't until like I I got older, and actually my my wife is she's a person that got me into like trying like a lot of other things that I love now. Like I love, you know, making fajitas. I, I love peppers and onions together. I love, mm-hmm. uh, I love, love mushrooms. Um, you know, I'm prepare those all kinds of different ways. Uh, I, I'm still, I'm not crazy about <laughs> like a slice of tomato. I, oh, on its own, yeah, no, yeah, it has I, to be with something. But I sure. do like it on like a hoagie or something like that. Like occasionally, mm-hmm. I I do like the flavor of it. Like yeah. a, a raw onion on like a hoagie or, or sub or whatever, I'm not crazy about. But like cooked what about onion, cucumber, I I do like cucumber. Mm, I so. never liked pickles growing up. Now it's like I I love like a nice crunchy, super cold dill pickle. And so do my yep. my boys love it too. Like I'll, I'll cut up pickles when we have burgers, and I'll put down the bowl and turn around and be like, "Oh fuck, I gotta cut up more pickles." <laughs> like we'll go away when we go on the camping trip. When we go to Knobles, you know, it's like it's all this like old school kind of like amusement park food, mm-hmm. and they have one stand where they just take a huge fucking dill pickle and put it on a wooden stick, and they'll just it's like a dollar, and they'll just walk around like eating this dill pickle like it's a lollipop. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, fried pickles are so good. Oh my god, fried pickles are the fucking best. Um, but I like, yeah, I like so many, so many vegetables now that I didn't used to. I do, mm-hmm. you know, I like broccoli and stuff like that, and um, not a fan of like zucchini or squash though. That's definitely a texture thing. Yeah, that's it's on just, the lower end for me, but yeah, I'll it's eat them. way slimy. Yeah, but like that's one of my my wife's favorite things to make is she'll just she'll cut up a big like cookie sheet of zucchini and squash and mushrooms and onions and you know with um you know like like some season like nature seasons or olive oil or something like that mix it up and put it put it in the oven and and eat it like that and i am just not a fan yeah or brussels sprouts i've tried brussels sprouts oh here's what you got to do for brussels sprouts what's that it's simple just like like on a cookie sheet some oil on the bottom, you know, coat, maybe coat the, uh, or like drizzle some oil on the Brussels sprouts, Mm -hmm. some salt, and you want them to be a little crispy. Put them in the oven. You want them a little bit crispy. The smaller ones are better, you know, because they get a little crispier. Yeah. She, she makes it like that. It doesn't end up being like crispy though. So I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like a Mm -hmm. huge, huge fan. Maybe maybe have her put it a little closer to the the coil in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the, that's where I was introduced to Brussels sprouts, and I, I really like them now. As long as they're not soggy, soggy Brussels sprouts are the worst. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm hoping that someday that they'll like turn a corner, and uh, which is why I try not to stress about it or or get upset when they're not eating certain things. I'm like, well, all right, they're kids, and then I talk to like other people and like, oh, my kid. Yeah, they'll eat broccoli all for every fucking meal. They love it. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's my niece. Uh, Ben's daughter doesn't. She she'll eat meat, but she's not super interested in meat. Yeah. Um, I predict her being a vegetarian. She yeah, she likes vegetables. Well, that's quite good. a bit. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on, and and thanks for thanks for talking and all all the stories and everything. It's always great to talk to you. I do. Oh, I should probably. I want to share a, an embarrassing story about me before we go, since I embarrassed my brothers. Oh, one hundred percent. You definitely should right. do that. All right. So, being the firstborn, my parents that there were some things they didn't know. So when they took away my pacifier as a child, I started sucking my thumb, and uh, they didn't stop me so i just that was just a thing that i did until i forced myself to quit in third grade by tying my arm to the like the bedpost while i slept (laughs) and it was such an ingrained habit in me that until i was out of high school i think i didn't need i didn't like actually actively suck my thumb anymore but i there were times where I would wake up with my thumb in my mouth. It would just like make its way in there while I was asleep for a good, you know, eight years after, after I actually quit the thumb. Well, there's worse things. Yeah. So there's, there's my embarrassing story. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on. Yeah, dude, this and, was a blast. Uh, well, I, well, thank you so much. It's it's a new endeavor. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's very you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I hope so. I hope it turns out that way. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace.